Welcome back to the Edge of Twenties podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I have a returning favorite guest with me today. I have Kevin. Hello, everyone. Hi. We are super excited to have him back because that means that we got to hang out. (laughs) So we are going to do a special Valentine's Day episode. And since we're doing it way ahead of time, we're going to skip the glues and ghouls. But we are going to talk about our favorite Valentine's Day memory to start off with. So I'll go first while Kevin thinks about his because he just looked at me like, what? So my favorite Valentine's Day, I have two favorite Valentine's Days. My first one was when I wasn't dating Kevin and I didn't have a boyfriend at the time. It was in college, but I still worked at an elementary school. So the I wasn't looking forward to the day, but Valentine's Day is usually my favorite holiday. So I was getting kind of upset that I didn't have... Um, a boyfriend at the time so I thought that it would just be a sad time and <laughs> a sad day but the kids surprised me and they gave each other valentines that day and a lot of them actually drew me pictures and they wrote me notes and my roommates wrote me notes too so I didn't feel that alone and then my second favorite valentines day was probably my first one with Kevin in 2019 we weren't dating or no it was 2020 sorry February 2020 before COVID and we weren't dating yet but I brought him over brownies and a balloon and then we watched the first to all the boys I love before movie and it was great. So my favorite Valentine's Day um, would have to be with Caitlin in 2021 I believe when we went to the Outer Banks Mm -hmm. and we had a nice little getaway at a little bed and breakfast which the heat did not work. So it was pretty freezing, but <laughs> it was it was a good experience nonetheless. So. Yeah, we it was so cold that night. It was like I don't know, I want to say like like 6 degrees at night or something. And inside the bed and breakfast, it was 50 degrees. Yep. So and like they didn't have any heat. So we were just like huddling together for warmth, but and they we had, had we had one blanket. Yeah. Um, no no extra blankets, so we did. We were, have we were one. fighting over the. We were fighting over the blanket. the blanket. We did have one in the car, but it, I it was just too cold. I couldn't bring myself to like go and get it because it was literally that cold. But we had a really amazing breakfast the next morning, so it wasn't too bad. So we are going to go ahead and talk about the five love languages this episode because we thought you know Valentine's Day. It's good to know the five love languages and know the love language that your partner is. So we're going to go over what those are and then how you can apply those to your Valentine's Day plans. Hopefully, they'll be socially distanced plans. But anyways, so we're going to go over what those five love languages are. So first, a little bit of a background. They were developed by a man named Gary Chapman, and he wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. So if you're interested... The book is literally just called The Five Love Languages. And the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, receiving gifts, and acts of service. So we're going to talk about a little bit of each one in depth, and then again, how you can apply it to your Valentine's Day plans. So Kevin's going to start us off. So the first um, love love language. language would be words of affirmation. So... This has to do with complimenting your partner, so words that communicate your love, appreciation, and respect for the other person. Um, In Gary's book, he describes them as words of appreciation that are powerful communicators of love, and they are best expressed in simple statements. 
Um, this could also be saying thank you to your partner, or I love you, or just any phrases or words of appreciation that you can come up with. So for Valentine's Day, a couple examples we have, like a handwritten note or a card to your partner that expresses your gratitude um, towards them, or a voice message on your phone, like a iMessage where you can record those voice messages that expire after like a couple minutes, mm -hmm. or a voicemail, or even a, um, a text message too. Mm -hmm. Anything really that conveys your love for your partner in writing. Yeah, and I think a lot of people make the argument like, oh, well, you should do that every day, and so, like not just on Valentine's Day, which true, but you know, you could just go a little bit over the extra mile for Valentine's Day. So when Kevin was working his other job that we talked about in our previous episode, if I didn't pick up the phone, he always left me a very sweet voicemail. Yeah, I would always leave a good know, 30, 40 second voicemail. Oh, and yeah. kind of just summarize my day and mm -hmm. wait for her to call me back. So yeah. it, was, no, it was something that we, I would leave the voicemails and then she would start leaving voicemails too because we both like to listen to the voicemails. Mm -hmm. Hear each other's voice. And I'm really big on um, words of affirmation so I've written Kevin like countless notes like over the years just telling him how much I love him. Mm -hmm. So you could always do that too. Maybe if you know that your partner is a words of affirmation like they like to receive that kind of love but you don't necessarily like maybe doing that maybe just for this day you could write them a nice note telling them how much you appreciate them and thanking them. Yeah. All right, so our second one is quality time. So when we first thought about quality time, I think a lot of us, depending on your relationship, a lot of us will like sit and watch like a movie or TikToks or things together. But when we actually looked up quality time, like because we got a PDF of the book up to just do a little bit of research, we realized that Gary Chapman, when he described it, he wrote it as, and this is his direct quote, I don't mean sitting on the couch watching television together. It means taking a walk, just the two of you, or going out to eat and looking at each other and talking. When I sit in the couch with my wife and give her 20 minutes of my undivided attention, and she does the same for me, we are giving each other 20 minutes of life. We will never have those 20 minutes again. So really just spending uninterrupted time with your partner and depending on what you like to do, that could be having like a deep conversation or you could just enjoy each other's presence near each other. Because we watch a lot of TV and I don't think of that as any less of quality time. But I do think it is important to have like conversations with your partner too. So for our Valentine's Day examples, we said, and these are examples where you might be passively with each other, not necessarily talking all the whole time. Um... Or it could be examples where like you are talking. So we said make a meal with each other and eat it without the distraction of phones. That way you're talking to each other, watching a movie together. Um, that way you're, that's kind of more passive, you know, you're not really talking, but you can talk a little bit. Take a walk and talk. Do activities together like playing board games. Or you could create something together so you could do wine and paint. Um, or just all around being near one another. It's just some good quality time. In our relationship, we do do a lot of the passive um, spending time. We have like watching the movie or I'll be on the couch watching like some YouTube video on my computer <laughs> where she'll be um, reading a book or something. And even though that's not really Gary's definition of quality time, it's still good time that we value together. So it doesn't necessarily have to be um, 
always like uninterrupted or undivided attention with your partner. Just we've noticed that being near each other is also good enough sometimes for quality time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and I've seen um, just a lot of people say that you don't necessarily have to be talking all the time to have a successful relationship. Some of the best relationships are one where you can be comfortable sitting in silence with each other. Yeah. And it's not weird. Yeah. So the third love language that we're going to go over is physical touch. So it's defined as expressing and receiving affection through touch, physical closeness, and other forms of physical connection. So like kissing, hugging, holding hands, etc. That kind of stuff. Um, so some of the Valentine's Day ideas that we came up with was comfort or casual touching uh, during conversation, like um, holding your partner's hand while talking. So like say you're going on a walk maybe, mm-hmm. like holding each other's hands, that's an example of physical touch. Um, or hugging, um, or just like if you're both on the couch watching Netflix, you know, like sitting close to each other, like arms around each other, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and then another one, is dancing with one another, mm-hmm. uh, which Caitlin <laughs> knows how to dance. I do not, but um, that's an example. Yeah, of, we picked up a couple moves together. <laughs> yeah, so that's another example of physical touch. Um, and then working out or playing some sports together, uh, etc. Yeah. Really, anything, I guess, that you guys enjoy doing together, just try to incorporate some physical touch yeah. <laughs> with each other. So. Mm-hmm. I think he, he talked about that pretty well. And I think most people know what physical touch is. So. Yeah. All right. The fourth one is receiving gifts. Um, this is one of my favorites. And also, like everyone, I personally believe that everyone in your life has a love language. So I know that my mom is big on this one too. So the Gary Chapman, he described it in his book as a gift is something you can hold in your hand and say, look he or she was thinking of me or they remembered me. So you must be thinking of someone to give them a gift. And the gift itself is a symbol of that thought. Gifts are visual symbols of love. So obviously, you know, receiving gifts, giving gifts, that means you went out of your way to go and buy something or make something for someone because you care about them. And I never really thought about it as being a visual symbol of love, but it it really truly is. And this is one of my favorites too. So like I know a lot of times like I'll, it could be something as small as like I just go and get like a pack of Reese's cups and I give them to Kevin. I did that a lot in college before he had like something he had to do. And that's just to show him that I was thinking about him and that I was appreciating him. And I feel like Valentine's Day receiving and giving gifts is a huge one because I feel like that's just a staple of the holiday. All the stuff like the heart-shaped chocolates and the bears and everything is a huge thing. One of the things that we've recently got onto is there's a chocolate shop mm-hmm. near me that makes very good chocolate. So we make sure to go get some chocolate for each other. <laughs> and Caitlin, Caitlin likes to bring some home for her mom to eat because it's some of the best chocolate that she's ever had as well. So Oh, it's so good. I literally got a pound for the two of us. Yeah. Oh, so good. We, we went in the store... And I've been there before, but I was trying to see, like, if there was any, like, hidden gem type flavors, you know? So I asked the owner, and she she's given me all the usual, like, the crowd favorites, right? Like a butter crunch, which is like a, um, what's that one that it's uh, like? Butter, butterfinger. Like, it's like a butterfinger, sea but salt butter. caramel. Yeah. 
um, like pecan turtle and I'm looking for ones that I haven't tried before and I'm just like dang it but I got some I got like a pecan cluster type thing mm -hmm. but anyways enough about chocolate so gi giving and receiving gifts is always a huge thing for Valentine's Day so some examples and some of these you're gonna be like okay I already know this but we try to put in some unique examples so obviously it's gonna depend on your partner right like if your partner does not like chocolate don't buy them chocolate <laughs> but we you know staple chocolate you could get from CVS, the Russell Stove or whatever, or you could try maybe a local chocolate shop around you and try something new, right? And maybe you find out that you really like it. You could get your partner jewelry and it doesn't have to necessarily be expensive jewelry. You could buy like a sterling silver something, ring, whatever, bracelet, necklace. I said a, a snack basket with your partner's favorites. So this is like if you don't want to necessarily get them chocolate or jewelry, you could just get a few of their favorite snacks or something from CVS or Walgreens and then just put it in a nice basket and surprise them. A picture collage is always fun. Um, you could put it in like a frame. Last year, I got Kevin a candle because we both really love candles. So I got it from Yankee Candle and I got a picture. He asked me out on this like bridge near my house. So I went and took a picture of the bridge and just and I uploaded it like on the site because you could put your own picture as the label on the candle and then I gave him the candle for um, Valentine's Day and now like when we're together we light the candle and we can see that special picture mm -hmm. so if you're interested in candles go on the Yankee Candle site and you can customize your own and then we also set a piece of clothing or maybe you could get tickets for a later activity whether it's like a sports game or a concert or something, or maybe, you know, wine and paint, you can get tickets for that. And a meal, you could make a meal, like that could be the gift that you give your partner. You cook the meal or you cook dessert for them. So like my favorite Valentine's Day two years ago, I made like a pound of brownies for Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, anything you want to add? No, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Okay. <laughs> yep, so giving gifts, always a beautiful thing. And my students, too, like, if you have, um, like, children in your life, you they, re like, give and receive gifts a lot, right? Whether they make you a picture or just bring you things. They're just so sweet. Alrighty. Alright, and the fifth and final uh, love language would be acts of service. So this is defined as doing something for your partner that you know they would like. Uh, you're expressing your love by doing those things for your partner. So um, some real life examples, this are like older adult examples, but <laughs> like if you live together, <laughs> taking out the trash, um, cleaning the house, picking up things for your partner, cooking for your partner, etc. cetera. Um, so like maybe your partner makes coffee every morning, like in a coffee pot. Um, and so you could possibly make it um, for them um, just changing it up and then say you're the one that cooks a lot your partner could possibly cook mm -hmm. uh, for you that night uh, so that's that's a valentine's day example so um so you're the one who usually cooks your partner could do it for you um, just anything to really change it up um so takes like the mundaneness out of their everyday and kind of like i don't know it's a token appreciation too mm -hmm. when someone does something for you they usually do so it's nice to switch it up sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. Did you read the first part? Oh, yeah. that, okay. Yeah, so it's basically just things that normally your partner would do, right? And I think a lot of people don't, when I learned about the five love languages, I, when I heard of acts of service, I was like kind of mind blown 
I was like, so you mean to tell me that if someone takes out the trash for me, they're telling me that they love me? What? Because I think many people think that love is just either saying it or like showing it physically. But there's so many different ways. Like when I worked a couple years ago, I had a mentor teacher when I was becoming a teacher. And I think she, she wasn't the one that taught me about the love languages, but we talked about it a few times in conversation. And I know that for her husband, like she really loved when he helped her out around the house with her children. So for her, her love language is, is active service. So yeah, a lot of those were like older examples, but you know, anyone can really do, there's going to be something that maybe your partner doesn't want to do that you could help them with. So that's just overall, I think it's important to understand your partner's love languages (laughs) because I never knew what love languages were until (laughs) Caitlin introduced me to them. Um, and it definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Once you figure out those love languages, you're kind of, you're more in sync with your partner, you could say. Um, mm-hmm. It just makes for a more pleasant relationship, better communication. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think it, it helps you with, if you need to cheer your partner up too, like you kind of know what for them is considered love. So if you want to show them that you love them, like obviously if someone has a love language of words of affirmation but they don't necessarily enjoy like receiving gifts to cheer them up you know you're not gonna go out and get them like their favorite snacks or something like maybe that would make them feel a little bit better but maybe for them it might be better to you know tell them have a talk with them tell them how much you appreciate them and comfort them like maybe that might work better for them than just buying them a gift but for someone else it would work better if they that was their love language yeah so it's important to figure out your partner's love languages. Yeah. I know. Well, Kevin and I know each other's. I think yeah. we should we should do a little test. We talked about this yesterday, though, so yeah. I think we'll both pretty much know. So I said that Kevin's primary love languages are quality time and physical touch. What are mine? So yours is one's quality time. Mm-hmm. And then you're kind of, well, you're all the other ones pretty much. <laughs> but your second most one I would say, I think I said it was words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So because you, she always writes me notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's not my one of my primary <laughs> love languages, I can tell it's one of her primary love languages because she, she just loves to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. We always give each other cards. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't know if a lot of couples do that, but every time we have a holiday... I'm really big on cards, so he always buys me one, and I always buy him one. Yeah. Except for Christmas, we both were lazy and didn't get each other a card. Or did you... I, I did get you a card. Did you? I used... I have stationery, so I oh, used my own. Oh, you did. And I wrote him a nice note. Oh, he... Oh, my gosh. He <laughs> gets, like... He does the cheater's way out of it. He'll get a card that has, like, a nice saying on it, right? So it might be, like, Merry Christmas, like, I love you so much, or whatever. And then he'll just put love, Kevin. So he doesn't actually write a message. Okay, well, I, in my defense, <laughs> I've written messages. I just didn't feel like writing one this time. <laughs> so I didn't. Um, <laughs> well, I pour my heart out on a blank card. And I keep those cards. She accuses me of throwing those away, but I keep them. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, he said I'm kind of all of them, which I am. I'm My least one is acts of service, but... I think that just has to do with us being young and like we don't live together. So I feel like that might change as you get older. So if you want to figure out your partner's love language, first of all, bring this up to them. Maybe listen to the podcast together Mm -hmm. if you've never heard of this. And then just start to like notice in everyday life 
see which one you think they are and then implement it in your life. Yeah. Yeah. It makes for a better, healthier relationship when you do. Absolutely. All right. So I think that's everything for today. So thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.